a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What were the highlights of the NTCAPR marketing conference in Nashville last week? That's what we'll be talking about with a very special guest here on a very special episode. This is episode number 100 of this of Story Connect podcast, and I am here joined today um, by Laura Withers with NTCA. Laura, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. What an honor. Yeah, well, uh, the podcast world, I guess it's a pretty big honor, so we'll go with that. Uh, way back on January 3rd, 2016... Uh, episode number one of the Story Connect podcast came out. Um, it was Laura Withers talking about the Gig Capable Provider Program, uh, which I guess at that point was still, um, I mean, that was new at that point, and we'll get into just where they are with that program um, here uh, in a little while, but wanted to have Laura back for episode number 100. Um, so that's kind of fun uh, for us, and we appreciate everybody who has been uh, listening over the, the years as we've done this. So um, Laura, I did want to jump into what um, what we were here to talk about first, and we'll get to the gig pro- uh, gig capable provider um, program here in, in a few minutes. But um, you are still riding pretty high, I would imagine, after what I would consider a very successful um, NTCA PR marketing conference in Nashville last week. So it's got to feel kind of good to have another solid conference uh, in the books. Absolutely. And uh, let me just say that this was probably in the six years I've been uh, with NTCA, which is probably the most fun I've ever had at one of our conferences. And not just because I saw the National Predators playing in the playoffs, uh, but as a huge hockey fan, that also sort of added to uh, to the week. Um, but yeah, we had a great conference. Uh, we had almost 300 people with us in Nashville, which may be, I haven't checked, but I think might be the highest attended conference that we've had uh, for this conference, uh, at least since I've been with NTCA. Um, you know, it was not only a great opportunity for us to always get together and have some great networking time and learn from each other, but we had so many opportunities to see just how far this industry has come, uh, you know, even just in the last year. Um, and I was really impressed with with the work that I uh, saw displayed at the conference this week. Definitely was uh, a lot of lot of good ideas, a lot of good work uh, being demonstrated. It was fun for us, of course, to be recording there and share some of those good ideas with everybody. Um, and you guys always do such a good idea, you know, a good um, job of picking places with, um, you know, I, I was able to join y'all in Austin and Charleston and then San Diego last year in Nashville. Uh, y'all always do a good job picking spots. And we'll talk a little bit about New Orleans next year at the end of the podcast. But in terms of those ideas and some of the work, all of that, that, um, that you saw going on, what were some of the interesting ideas that you heard that really jumped out to you and have, have stuck with you um, after the flight back home? Yeah, so let me say, the couple of things that I was really impressed by, um, first, we took a really clear focus with the conference this year on data-driven decision-making and how our members are using data to, uh, to inform their marketing tactics. And, you know, we kind of thought we might be leading, uh, leading our industry in this direction by focusing on that uh, for the conference, but I was so impressed to hear some really great case studies of how our members are using <clears throat> customer data, social media data, 
um, you know, network usage data to uh, inform campaigns that they're doing. Um, I actually recently posted a, a what we call a story of innovation on the NTCA website uh, about innovation in telco marketing. And one of the things that I uh, remember hearing was uh, a company, for example, had the great idea to launch a social media campaign, a Facebook campaign, a paid Facebook campaign on their uh, Facebook page ahead of a snowstorm as, uh, as people were hunkering down to, uh, to spend the weekend, um, you know, online, binging on Netflix and whatever the latest show was. And so they did a campaign, uh, put a couple hundred dollars worth of Facebook uh, ads into it, and within 12 hours had uh, made up what they put into it and then started seeing upgrades and started seeing new revenues from this very well-timed and obviously um, compelling campaign on Facebook. So that was just one small example of how I was pretty impressed with how our companies are using their data at their fingertips to uh, to inform their, their marketing and really be a lot smarter with what they're doing. And then, of course, on the PR side, we saw a lot of great discussion about how to reap positive PR and positive goodwill with, with your community without spending a lot of money. And I think that's going to be a continuing theme uh, for our members as they see, you know, things changing on the regulatory side. You know, we had a great session where we talked about disaster response, which is one of my favorite topics, and uh, talked a lot about how even in the midst of a, a, a crisis like a, a tornado or a hurricane, you can take advantage of opportunities to uh, tell a great story about your service and your community and uh, make the most of, of a bad situation um, by showing that commitment to your community and talking about how you supported your community and the recovery. And that really doesn't cost you anything. You just have to be willing to, uh, to put the time and energy into it. Sure. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to, if anybody out there is listening and haven't had a chance to listen to episode 99, we had uh, Megan uh, Makowski uh, with uh, Mosaic, who was one of the speakers in that session on. She talked a great deal about that, which was uh, pretty interesting to hear about. So um, I, I, you mentioned that, um, you know, that with the 12-hour return on Facebook, that was one of the, the numbers in that blog post or in that post that you had put on the NTCA site. We'll link to that in the show notes so that everybody can see that um, and go read that article. Uh, and so the answer may be uh, from there, but what did you see or hear either from a speaker or maybe from an attendee that really surprised you at the conference? Um, you know, I, I think it wasn't just one person. I think it was the, you know, the number of impressive stories I heard that, you know, really point to an industry on an upswing and in an industry that's using the data at its fingertips to uh, make smarter decisions. Um, you know, I remember one conversation, I think it was in that session about uh, use of data, you know, people saying that they're, they're not even really using door-to-door sales or direct mail much anymore because, you know, you used to do a direct mail campaign to a a pretty broad audience and hope that it would resonate with a few people. But now, because you have social media stats and you have demographic information and you have, you know, information about who's going to your website in search of broadband and what zip code they're they're going to it from, you really can make those direct mail uh, 
campaigns a lot more targeted and spend a lot less money on that kind of stuff. So, you know, one, I guess, surprising thing out of this was we may see our members spending less as a whole on direct mail and broad-based marketing initiatives and pumping more investment into web tools and technology and software that allows them to be very highly targeted and and spend their money more more wisely. Sure, let's talk about um, kind of the reactions that you uh, you were hearing and the buzz because I know um, you did a good job, um, you know, uh, mixing and mingling with everybody and kind of hearing what everybody had to say. So we'll talk about concerns here in a minute, but let's talk about what people are are excited about. What were some of the things that you felt like people were, um, like you said, the industry? It's it's an exciting time to be in marketing um, in the telecom industry. What were some of the things that you heard people excited about um, in Nashville? Well, I often tell all my colleagues here uh, in Washington that they should all get a chance to come to this conference because we tend to have a little bit of a younger audience. We tend to have a little bit more of a, an optimistic audience, and it's really helpful to kind of get out of you know some of the drudgery that, that we deal with here in Washington and, and see this group being so optimistic about the future. I'm not sure all of them know exactly what they're optimistic about, but they are. And, uh, you know, I think, um, whereas sometimes, uh, some of us in this industry look at all the change and how it's, you know, how it's made, um, operating as a telco more difficult in many ways, this group looks at that, not as a challenge, but as an opportunity to find a different way, uh, to find, new revenues in uh, new sources of business, new customers, new communities, new areas that they can build out to. And, um, you know, it not only supports the marketing function um, and, and keeps them in business, but also sort of creates a, an optimism uh, for the future of the industry beyond the services that are being provided right now. Um, so I would say that this crowd is really excited about providing services to new people and new communities and, um, you know, really building a better uh, name and brand for their company as a result of that. And, and in the long run, giving them a better quality of life uh, by bringing these terrific broadband services to them and then all the other services that right on top of that broadband network. Um, so I guess it's really just serving new people, serving new communities, and all the good things that come with that. Certainly, and some of the tools, like you mentioned earlier, to go find uh, to find those folks. Well, what are some of the things that you heard um, kind of to, to uh, the other side of the coin? Uh, what are people concerned about? And was that different this year than their concerns in the years past? Yeah, you know, I think that this marketing crowd, uh, you know, I've been doing this conference for six years now. And in a lot of the small group discussions that we host, um, you know, we do hear some concerns about uh, making sure that marketing, uh, that the marketing staff have a, a, a place at the management table and have an opportunity to bring their perspective to, you know, big decisions about the future of the company. And, I know some, uh, you know, some of these uh, marketing managers and marketing specialists struggle a little bit to make their make their opinions known in some of those larger discussions and think, you know, from it from a very marketing minded or sales focused uh, perspective. Um, so we hear a little bit about that. You know, how do I get 
more buy-in to the marketing process? How do I get my manager to help me invest more in the technology I need to get this data out of our network so that I can inform, you know, my next campaign? Um, and that's more, you know, how you uh, navigate the the management uh, uh, of the company and, and really justify the marketing function. Um, I think our companies generally also, I'm hearing a lot of people say that they do have some concerns about the long-term viability of their communities. And uh, that's been turning around a little bit over the last couple of years. And I think it definitely has something to do with the prevalence of broadband networks in rural communities. But, you know, making sure that they can continue to provide an affordable service, not just bringing the service to their community, but maintaining it in a way that it will remain affordable for their customers and communities, even if they are able to eke out some extra dollars you know, to provide a video service or to provide them a high enough speed to uh, to uh, stream Netflix. I think there is some concern about, you know, the economics of being in a rural community and making sure that they can support their communities by keeping their services as affordable as possible. One of the cool things about this conference and, and certainly what we try to do with uh, Story Connect that uh, Word South puts on as well, uh, you know, when you have a, a group like this, when it is all focused um, towards just marketing folks, and I mean, there are a few CEO and COO types there, but mostly it's all marketing folks, and it's really helpful, and you guys do a good job setting up the sessions um, where people can just talk to each other and realize that, you know, they're going through the same things that, that other folks are, and, and, you know, maybe you're trying, trying to, um, or maybe somebody is trying to figure out how to, like you said, uh, manage up and and you know get get the ear of management, but somebody else may have gone through that same challenge three years ago and and be able to give them advice. To me, that's one of the the cool things that you guys do at this conference uh, for sure. So it's nice if anybody's considering attending, you know, even beyond the the speakers on the agenda and all that. It's just a great idea to be able to to share those ideas and and concerns with everybody. You guys do a, a good idea with that, a great job with that. Yeah, I often say. We could get people to uh, pay us to just, you know, find some space somewhere and put a sign on the door and give them an opportunity to talk to each other and maybe help the conversation along a little bit. And uh, they probably would get more out of that sometimes than hearing a speaker uh, lecture on a topic. But we try to keep a good mix of both so that it's a uh, kind of a, a mixed experience and uh, I think I saw a lot more people this year in Nashville uh, writing things down, taking notes. Uh, I see that a lot, but in other years, I've remarked that, you know, this crowd also has a tendency to get on their phone and check whatever's going on the, on their uh, social media accounts. But this year, I think we did a pretty fantastic job of mixing some really good concept lectures with those you know, learning from each other moments that are probably what people like most about this conference. Definitely. Well, let's talk about the crowd a little bit. Um, and you mentioned uh, close to 300 uh, people. What can you say about the attendees this year? And, and what did you notice, um, if anything, has been different um, than the crowd in uh, in recent years? Or, or if there are some general trends in the crowd over the, the six years, as you mentioned, that you've been doing this conference? Yeah, there, I mean, the trend is that we're getting a lot of first-timers, and I've told my colleagues here at NTCA that this this conference, 
has the potential to be a really great entry point for our, you know, future uh, general managers and, and sort of the future of our industry because we always have a healthy crop of first-time attendees at this conference. This year, we had more than 70 out of almost 300 uh, total attendees. And when I spoke to them, uh, I, I asked them how they found out about us and what their uh, affiliation with the industry was. And almost all of them told me that they were either on their first marketing, the, the company's first marketing job, meaning that they had been hired as the company's first marketing person, or they were taking over for somebody who maybe has retired recently. Um, and then to add to that, we also had, I think, four uh, folks that were from electric co-ops who um, aren't even members of NTCA, but heard, heard about the conference uh, from their um, from their vendors, from others uh, in the broadband industry, and decided to join us for a week of, of learning about broadband marketing. Um, so I would say the trend is that we're getting a lot of first-timers to this conference. They tend to be a little bit younger and um, than our typical attendees, and they are just really hungry for information about our industry, how they can do their job better, um, you know, general um, uh, marketing tactics, and uh, mostly to uh, make friends with each other so that they have somebody to reach out to after the conference with questions, ideas, um, advice, and uh, keep the conversations going. Definitely. I bet there are quite a few emails and text messages going back and forth uh, here, uh, you know, a week after the conference of just, uh, you know, folks reconnecting and, and keeping up with people. Lots of likes on LinkedIn, people connecting with each other, that kind of stuff. So it's always cool to see that. Just to clarify, you said 70 out of 290 or so were first time attendees. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a uh, honor system. So well, sure. <laughs> I can't I can't. Uh... I can't tell you that every single one of those people has never attended this conference in the past. It's possible they could have and just forgot. But, but yes, from those uh, that I met, you know, they're brand new to our industry, and that's great. Yeah, that's very cool. And I doubt if they had attended before that anybody is is forgetting it. But um, the uh, so let's move on to the. I have two final questions for you here. Um, so in the past. Um, with conferences uh, like this, NTCA has announced initiatives and new programs um, or pr promoted them, uh, as it were. Um, but in this case, uh, is there anything particular that uh, you and NTCA were, uh, sh were sharing with folks or announcing um, with folks at this conference? Yes. Uh, I'm so glad you asked. And uh, I'm a big fan of taking advantage of people's attention when I have it. So I tend to hold uh, some, some things for, um, for uh, announcing them at these conferences. And we had two big announcements uh, this time. Uh, well, three, actually. Um, first, I unveiled a new uh, report that uh, was produced by a task force commissioned by the NTCA board last year. And this task force is called the Futures Task Force. And uh, the idea was that the board wanted uh, to ask a group of NTCA members to kind of take a look at what they think the future of the industry is going to be, and then produce a work product that would help members uh, step through maybe some operational 
um, uh, changes or, or evolving their operations to meet uh, what, what they see uh, as the future of the industry and, and some challenges and opportunities that our companies may find in the future. And so this Futures Task Force uh, created a report, and the name of the report is A Practical Guide to Charting One's Own Course, Success, Failures, and Lessons Learned in Rural Telecom. And I unveiled it at the conference because um, if you read the report, you will find that a lot of the themes mentioned in the, in the report are uh, things we've been talking about at this conference for quite a few years, and that is, you know, how do our companies find new ways of operating such that maybe they don't have to rely as much on uh, regulated support? Uh, how do they uh, edge out into new communities and find um, new customers that are uh, reachable uh, with their current networks um, so that they can you know, produce um, more ongoing uh, revenue for the company in, in a way that's um, future-proofed. And then finally, the report uh, has, a, has a section uh, about sales in particular and how our companies can become uh, more sales-focused and create a culture of sales so that every person in the company is a part of the sales process and, um, you know, helping get customers signed up for new services and upgrade the services that they have. So that was an interesting thing to announce at this conference. We made the report available, and it's also going to be available on the NTCA website very soon. Uh, the second big announcement is I had the pleasure and honor of announcing the 150th company to achieve our gig-capable provider certification. And Andy, you mentioned at the beginning that we launched that back in 2015. I think Word South was one of the first groups that reached out to uh to uh, ask us about that. And uh, here we are, nearly three years later, we have awarded 150 companies, which is truly remarkable. It's amazing to think that it's almost been three years because it doesn't feel like that long, but um, I was able to announce and congratulate Blue Valley Telecom from home Kansas and uh, present them with a certificate on stage. And then um, just to make it uh, a little bit more fun, we also sent a cake to Blue Valley the same day. So um, the employees that weren't with us at the conference got to eat cake with the gig certification seal on it um, and kind of feel like they were a part of that announcement. That's great. And then the last announcement uh, was uh, something that uh, we are looking to implement next year and uh, sort of take our own medicine uh, in that this task force has, has asked the industry to be a little bit more marketing and sales minded. And so uh, we announced on the last day of the conference that we will actually be renaming the conference from the PR and marketing conference to the marketing and sales conference and really uh, promoting and continuing the great marketing and sales uh, programming that we've been providing for several years now. So lots of announcements, lots of exciting things to come out of uh, Nashville last week. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was honored to be the messenger of, of those three uh, messages. Definitely. Um, it's interesting that you, a couple of things you brought up there. One of the things that I heard from people um, several times throughout the conference was just what you said in that first point there. People finding ways to, or companies finding ways to reach people they're already passing with network is a, a pretty good way, I think, for folks uh, looking forward um, 
to uh, you know, find some, some additional um, revenue streams there. But I wanted to close here with my last question on what you mentioned just then. Um, so the next year will be the NTCA Marketing and Sales Conference. It'll be in New Orleans. And um, so obviously the name shows a little bit of a shift, but there have been plenty of sales uh, topics in the last few years at the conference. But what can folks expect? Obviously, you're a long way out, so we won't hold you to any of this. But what, what can folks expect uh, You know, at next year's NTCA Marketing and Sales Conference? Well, I, I really, I don't, I don't mean to, uh, you know, give you a short answer on this, but I think, I think the answer is really more of the same. And, uh, you know, when I spoke to some members about the concept of renaming the conference, they said to me, you know, that's great, but Laura, you've got a great thing going here. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. So we are really not going to be making too many changes to the, to the program itself, um, we always look at the evaluations we get every year and, and take those into consideration. But I do not think from uh, the experience we just had together in Nashville that we'll be making a lot of changes to the program. We will continue to have the three uh, tracks of concurrent sessions uh, focusing on strategy, tactical marketing, and, and, and then sales. Uh, we've been doing that for two years and people have really responded well to it. Um, I think you will just see us uh, maybe try to step it up a little bit with the, the marketing and sales programming we're providing. And that's just uh, as, as a reflection of, of the great work our members are doing and um, the continued evolution, evolution and growth of, of our members as they, uh, you know, evolve, uh, their marketing and sales, uh, operations. So, you know, I don't, wouldn't expect a lot of changes to the conference, but, um, really just looking to provide a, a higher level of, of programming. And, and as we talked about earlier, the same networking and small group discussions that we have always provided, um, which, uh, you know, give people a great way to take the theory that we're learning and, test it out on each other. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to that. Word, House, uh, Word South was happy to um, help sponsor uh, this year's conference, and we appreciate NTCA um, allowing us to record some of our podcasts uh, live there on site at the heart of the telco marketing universe right there at the conference. So uh, congratulations on another uh, great conference put together and really enjoyed it, and congratulations on all your hard work. Thank you, Angie. And let me say congratulations to you and Word South on producing 100 podcasts and how honored I am to be your 100th. I think you might actually be convincing me to uh, to maybe start my own podcast. Uh, it's it's uh, definitely a great platform that you guys have built. So more to come there. Well, thank you. We hope that anybody who's been listening along the way has noticed, um, you know, they hopefully keep getting better from way back at episode number one to now. And we appreciate you, Laura, joining us back on this episode. Thanks, Andy. All right. She is Laura Withers with NTCA. Um, she is uh, nice enough to join us for this 100th episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect the Podcast a production of Word South, a content marketing company.